everybody, welcome to Fantasy Foes right here at Cloud 10 Podcast Network, Podcast Network excuse me, starting five representatives, fantasy executive, my main man, Adam Ronis. And Adam, uh, the impending doom we were predicting really all season and last week uh, took place last week uh, with the Dallas Cowboy loss, and what a disaster that was, Ronis. Uh, I can't, well... Part of me can't believe it because I thought that would happen later on. The most discouraging thing is they just looked like they were unprepared. They were not ready. They were not into it. That was the most disheartening thing. It's one thing if you lose and the Packers play a great game and you lose by three or something happens late. Okay, still would have been disappointed because you're at home and everything set up with them getting the two seed to at least make the NFC championship game. Everything broke right with Philadelphia struggling down the stretch. They got the break against Detroit. But for them to come out and just look like they didn't even want to be there, their defense got carved up. They made no adjustments. You know, Green Bay said, yeah, we'll take the ball first. Went right down the field. And you could already feel the pressure mounting on that team. You could feel it in the stadium. So that was the most disheartening thing about it. You know, just getting destroyed. They could not stop Green Bay. And, and you could put the blame everywhere. Yeah. I know everyone wants to go to Dak immediately because he threw two interceptions, but it didn't matter because that defense was not stopping Green Bay at all. So to me, the blame is across the board. Yeah. Everyone on that team deserved blame for what happened. And I, I know it's recency bias, but I think that's one of the worst losses I've ever seen as a Cowboys fan. Yeah, it definitely goes down, um, you know, as one of the most – I mean, just – I really can't, you know, the loss against Baltimore, the last game at Old Texas Stadium, the Ravens came in there and beat them in that spot. Obviously, the 2007 division round game against the Giants uh, comes to mind. But I, I, I tell you, it's like they quit in like the first quarter. Like they gave up early. You, you saw the, the body language early. You saw CeeDee Lamb early. Micah tried to get something going, but by the second quarter, he was irrelevant part of the game. The defense played a zone, which they never played all year. It's like they got caught back on their heels, and I'm like, what team is this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it definitely felt like it. And defensively, they were atrocious. And I think we saw some of the flaws that we didn't really see all year because when they're beating up on bad teams and they're playing from ahead, they can tee off on the passer. But they were susceptible against the run, and they don't have a lot of size on defense. They're very small, and linebacker is a problem. And Quinn made no adjustments. They're playing a lot of nickel and dime, and you could see, like, there's no one near the line of scrimmage. And Aaron Jones, who has always destroyed the Cowboys – Uh, went off and that was one of the big difference in the Packers offense as great as Jordan Love has played especially in the second half you know they didn't really have a running game most of the year because Aaron Jones wasn't healthy he hurt his hamstring first game of the year came back got hurt again and he is fresh and he's looked great over the last few weeks and he makes a big difference but if you would have just said if you just watched that game you would have thought that the Packers were the team with 12 wins yeah exactly you would have thought the Packers were the team that was a seven-point favorite in that game. First of all, Dallas being a seven-point favorite, that line was too high anyway. Um, but um, just just a, a disgraceful performance, you know what I'm saying, across the board, and it, it didn't go down well. Um, so 
Now the 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 fallout though, the aftermath. You know, I I here's the thing, Ronis. Me, we're fans of the organization. We're fans of the team. And obviously, this week, after that loss, the fans wanted blood. I mean, to the point, Ronis, where I was like anxious all week. Like I kept waking up in the middle of the night waiting to hear that that uh Mike McCarthy's been fired. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I can't believe they're gonna keep this guy. You know what I mean? They kept they kept Jason Garrett a season too long. Hell, they even kept Dave Campo a season too long. Um, and I think it's probably gonna be the same thing with Mike McCarthy. You know, he came in there and said, Listen, we've built a championship organization. We've got a championship team. We just haven't won a championship. <laughs> I don't care about 12 and 5 regular seasons. And then you got a home playoff game in your building and you get snot beat out you. Um, I, Listen, it's hard to – I don't want to say it's hard to point finger at McCarthy, right, because I just look at – look at Monty Williams. He reinvigorated the Phoenix Sun organization. And when the owner realized he couldn't get him over the top, he let him go. And then he now he's in Detroit with the worst team in NBA history. So it's like, I'm curious your thoughts on bringing back McCarthy. I think it's an awful move, man. I am stunned. I really thought that they would move on. I The regular season success has been there. But that's not what the ultimate goal is with this team. And to me, he this team was unprepared and not ready. And that has to fall on the head coach. Yeah. Do you really think And the penalties, the, listen. That every was, year, I complain so, about it go. every fucking that, year, bro. Ronis, penalties, is co- penalties is coaching. Yes, they're undisciplined. It's the same thing, and it's mental mistakes. Guys lining up off sides. You know, the physical mistakes are going to happen. Defensive pass interference, fine. But a lot of it is mental mistakes. You know, not lining up properly. Offsides, false starts, late hits. Like, just dumb penalties are on key downs, third and long, and they give a team a first down. And it happens all the time. And you cannot do that against the better teams. Those little things add up, and it makes a difference between winning and losing. So that falls on the coach, the undisciplined nature of this team. And what bothered me, they just didn't – they were not ready. And that's inexcusable. It's a playoff game at home. I don't care if you're favored. I don't care if you're the two seed. They look like they didn't want to be there. And that – falls on the head coach now i do think players deserve blame too you know we're so quick to blame coaches the players deserve blame too but something's not right with this team the culture the locks yeah the team has no culture yeah it's and it's because it's happening every year you know and the people who hate the cowboys are sitting there waiting for it laughing and it's like what can we say because we nothing said (laughs) i I remember i remember early this year i tweeted something and I was like, look, it's great. Cowboys are playing well, but they got to prove it to me. And a couple Cowboy fans came at me. Yeah. I don't hear from them now. No, like, of course here's not. The th- this is the problem with sports, okay? There's so many fans who are fucking cheerleaders for the home team. They don't look at things objectively. And I do. And I'm being a big Notice, real been, about we, my teams. We said all season long, it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, the season start the divisional round. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think it started wild card no. weekend. You know what I'm I saying? I didn't think so either. Yeah, exactly. I didn't. I, I was nervous for the game, but I thought they would win. I really did. I didn't think they would go out in this round. And it's complete failure and the way they got their ass kicked too. I mean, they just – they got annihilated, man. And that's why I was like, yeah, McCarthy cannot come back after this. And, I, I mean, I saw something that said that, you know, obviously we know Jerry Jones wants a yes, man. So – that's not going to happen with a Belichick. I wanted Vrabel. 
Like, Vrabel is overachieved. He's got, you know, his, his teams always play hard. That was the guy I wanted to come in. But you need someone to come in and motivate this team and fire them up and instill some discipline. So we're probably looking at another season next year where they're good in a regular season. And then what? They're going to lose in the playoffs again. And then what? Then you're going to fire McCarthy or not? Well, his contract is up. Then you're going to let him go? And, and then you him, wasted another year? You wasted like, another year. And then you got to hope. I'm stunned. I, re- I thought he was done. Yeah, I thought he was done too. And then, you know, next year you don't have uh, this almost legendary coaching class. And I was like Vrabel or Raheem Morris, you know what I'm saying? Dudes is kind of known for building culture, and Vrabel is a guy who really masters in, in player development. And Dallas is getting into the point where player development is going to be critical because you got to – unfortunately, Ronis, the next thing that's going to happen after after what shakes out with Dan Quinn, you can't pay Dak Prescott $59 million next year. So you have to extend him and probably make him the highest-paid player in the NFL, right? Then you got Michael Parsons who's going to want quarterback money. C.D. Lamb coming right behind him. Uh, Tyron Smith is one of the best young guards in the NFL. So he's coming up. And then this past draft class was an absolute dud. Yeah, and they've, for the most part, done a good part drafting, but not this year. So, yeah, man. And, you know, everyone's going to rip Dak. The problem is, what are you going to do if you don't bring him back? You can't pay him $59 million for, for one season. You can't do that. Yeah, it's just too much. It just ruins your cap. So, it you know, I I'm, I obviously want to see Dak succeed, but, like, he had a great year. But, again, playoff game, it was he, not he, a good he, one. He's going to have to sign one of those Russell Wilson-type back-end extensions, you know what I'm saying? And those contracts never really worked. Then again, it, did, it, it worked with Matthew Stafford, but, you know, it didn't work on the team he was playing for. You feel what I'm saying? So – it's getting to that, you know, with, with Dak Prescott. And obviously, listen, for what it's worth, he did have his best season this past year, his best regular season. But I don't look at Dak Prescott as a leader. He's not a culture guy. You know, once again, after a disappointing loss, oh, I suck today. Oh, if Mike McCarthy's on the hot seat, I need to be too. That, that's, that's not it. You know what I'm saying? So it seemed like there's a lack of culture uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. So, Lot they just be, let the pressure. They let the pressure get to them, man. Like good teams, I just that shouldn't happen to a good. The good teams don't let that no. happen to them because no, San Francisco is going to have that same pressure this week, and they're probably going to kill the Packers. Yeah, they'll be fine. I I don't think. I mean, the best thing that happened is for them to see Green Bay play like this too. Yeah, exactly. They ain't so going to take them lightly. I I I I harken back to the you know the women's final four last year, where LSU got to see Iowa play. So it was like, okay, now we can figure out. Now we got, okay, this is this is for real. So we got to figure out how to beat them. You know what I'm saying? So you do get that advantage sometimes, but that's that's what happens when you're the number one seed. Um, before I get to the Philadelphia Eagles, speaking of of pressure, no, let, 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 let's save that. Let's let's hop on over to the Philadelphia Eagles, and um, they don't have the name or the cachet that the Dallas Cowboys have. But that was a hell of a that was a, a, a unreal collapse too. I mean that's a that's a that's a a Buccaneers team that scored nine points last week versus no touchdowns in seven quarters. Yo, and they came out there and was if it wasn't for drop passes, they'd have beat them fifty to nine. Yeah, look, you know I always say I, I like to be subjective here. I think the, what the, happened to the Eagles is probably worse than Dallas. Man, this was an Eagles team that was ten and one. And 
they didn't even win a playoff game. And their defense was atrocious. It That touchdown of Trey Palmer was embarrassing. I was watching a Manning cast, and Ray Lewis was on. He was going crazy about the angles that they were taking, tackling. Uh, that is a team that clearly quit as well. I mean, they played the Cardinals in Week 17. The Cardinals didn't punt. They got destroyed by the Giants. They should have probably lost the other Giants game, their only win down the stretch. If Tyrod Taylor was the starter in that game, they probably would have lost. He came in and carved them up. Uh, and look, they had a tough schedule, and they were beating teams. You know, they had that stretch where they beat Dallas, the Chiefs, the Bills. After that, once they got to the Niners, they just fell apart. I mean, they weren't even competitive in most of these games. And that was just an embarrassing loss because I, I thought they still might be able to win that game against Tampa just because I'm not high on Tampa. But my goodness, man, Baker Mayfield just came out throwing in. And I was worried about the health of Mayfield, too, seeing him the previous week against Carolina. But, man, uh, you're right. Like, Evans dropped a pass. There, there were a couple just near misses. And they still got whacked. So, yeah, 32 to 9. I mean, it was both sides. You know, the defense is what's been harped on with Philadelphia because they've just been so bad. Can't move the ball either, the son. Yeah, they throw the ball into the they throw the ball into the flat. How many times do they throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage and try to make something happen? It just looked like a completely different team. That's a team that has a locker room issue. Yeah, it's clear. I mean, mm -hmm. you could see it. There's definitely – you're hearing different things, and obviously we'll see if Sirianni comes back. But they are definitely making a ton of coaching changes. And that was one of the things, you know, people were talking about before the year, losing the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator. And then you make the change in the season of Patricia. Boy, what a disaster that, that was. That was a disaster. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously not a good look for the NFC East this week. Um, I saw something this week that said, imagine – I think it was after week 11 or 12, and it showed, like, Philly's record, Dallas record, Jacksonville record. Jacksonville was 8-3. and three. I think Dallas was 8-3. and three. Philly was, like, 10-2. and two. And, it, and then it showed the Texans, Packers, and Bucks. And it goes, imagine which teams you would have picked to advance to the divisional round. And look at the three teams that made it, the three that did it. Yep. NFL is just wild, bro. Definitely. The parity is definitely there in the NFL. And obviously setting up for what they say is the best weekend of football. We'll get to those games in a minute. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Mike Tomlin, who I don't think he's going to be a lame duck. I saw bits and pieces of the press conference. You may know more. I believe he said he is open to a contract extension. But normally you won't see somebody like Tomlin go into a final year as a lame duck, like Mike McCarthy is going into the year as a lame duck, Um, you know, being last year on the contract, no extension. Do you think maybe it's time for these two entities to go their separate ways? I mean, I could see it. Look, Tomlin's been a great coach. I know people will point that they haven't won a playoff game in a while. I also don't think they've had a very good team. To me, this team overachieved. I mean, exactly. It sucks. Mason Rudolph's not good. Trubisky's not good. They do have some talented pieces on offense. They made the change in offensive coordinator. Uh, I, look, I, I think Tomlin's a good coach. I do. Uh, I, especially from the motivation side, uh, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean – I mean, I could see it. I could see him maybe it's time yeah. to get a different voice in there. But he definitely would get a job quick. Yeah, and hope, I was thinking, well, maybe Jerry's waiting on that. You know what I'm saying? Well, but, you know, obviously. I mean, I think that would have been good. That's what they need, a motivating guy, man. And yeah, they then, need you know, somebody like that. They have they, good coordinators. Yeah, they got to have, have a culture. They got to have a culture switch in there. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, and, and Mike McCarthy is not a culture guy. Um, he did say, though, now, this is still 
obviously we're in January. Season's just fresh ended. Uh, he said they asked it was the 2024 QB1 currently on the roster. He said yes. Uh, that's yeah, uh, that's not said, true. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah okay. I mean, what, Pickett has one game of multiple touchdowns in his career. That is so hard to fathom in today's NFL when he has Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth, and George Pickett. He has one game of multiple touchdown passes. So, yeah, like you said, he's going to say that because he's there now. But I think we all know he's not the answer. No, not not by any stretch of the imagination. A lot of people have predicted that that could be a possible landing spot uh, for Russell Wilson. And um, it's probably not going to be much better if that's the yeah, case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be back in this position again next year. You know what I'm saying? So, um, But, you know, a lot of – you know, we still haven't really seen how the draft is going to shake out. I really like Cam Ward. He would have probably been a day two or three guy. He's going to – he um he he dropped out of the draft and said he's going to go be the coach at not the coach but the quarterback at the University of Miami. So um you know there goes that as you know a good day two or three quarterback. Really haven't gotten too much into that um yet. But um so that's that. Uh, the Cleveland Browns over. I don't want to say. Here's the deal. What are they going to do with Deshaun Watson? Well, I know what they're going to do with Deshaun Watson. Pray that he can, pray that he can get good and, and earn the sixty-five million dollars he's about to make next year. But um, Joe Flacco played quarterback for that team better than anybody this year. That defense that was great at home was never good on the road, and now they go into an offseason. Like I said, not as high profile as the Dallas Cowboys, but the, the Deshaun Watson thing is going to be something that when we get back to talking football next year, that's going to be a major topic because listen. He did have some games where he played better. But, Ronis, I remember that one Thursday night game where he looked god-awful. Yeah, I think he was hurt uh, that okay. game. He had the shoulder issue. He's going to be the quarterback. Like, yeah, Flacco helped him down the stretch, but you also saw the two pick sixes he threw, and you knew that was coming. He's just slinging it up there. So it's going to be Watson. They're just paying him too much money. And like you said, they have to pray that he's healthy and – can perform well and they'll have Nick Chubb back that will really help they couldn't run the ball yeah. you know I know they transformed with Flacco coming in there throwing all those passes and you know taking the overpass attempts kept cashing every week and it, it cashed last week I wrote that one up on the messenger.com that was over 37 and a half pass attempts he went over again uh, but yeah it'll be Watson next year yeah so Deshaun Watson he gets out there and um, hopefully he can bounce back, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not, I'm not buying, oh, he just got there no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he's played, you know what I mean? And injuries could be the thing this year, and I've been very critical of Watson. I'm hoping for the best for him, you know what I'm saying? But we will um, see how that one plays out. Um, anybody else? Did we, is everybody, did we touch on teams that, that, uh, that went down this week? Um. Yeah, uh, well, the Dolphins was the one that, and the Rams. Ah, uh, now the Dolphins. Well, the Rams. I, I mean, I they, think you know what the, the Dolphins Rams were so banged cheap. up on defense, man. Yeah, and they had guys off the street that were playing. It was it just set up so poorly for them. And in the cold, fourth coldest game in NFL history, I, you couldn't expect them to win that game. Um, but they're kind of like Dallas in a way, where they beat up on the bad teams and they don't play well against the good teams. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the game where they did the one game they did win was against Dallas. They kicked. They Dallas, had three. Of course, yeah. They had three field goals over fifty yards in that game. You know what and I'm that, saying? And, and you know that's another thing. Like, okay, 
Dak gets a lot of heat, and he deserved it this past week. How many times have we seen the Cowboys' defense in a big spot fail? The Dak tar- led them down terrible. the field and yeah. gave them the lead in that game. The defense let them march right down the field. The Lions game, they had the lead. The defense marched right down the field. I mean, we just see it too much. Yeah, okay, it's cool when the defense is beating up on, you know, the Washington and uh, the, the Giants twice, the Panthers. You know, those, those are great, but we see them – defense in a big spot under two minutes to go all right make a stop and the opponent marches right down the field yep every time it never fails never fails um what do you think about Tua? man he clearly has limitations man he's not an elite quarterback uh he's obviously a product of the system again good quarterback but man just you kind of knew in that spot he was not going to have success it was really cold Tyreek wasn't 100%. They need a tight end, too, I think. Um, you know, they got two good receivers, to, but that that's it, man. Like, I know the running game was great this year, and Mostert had a hell of a season, and I'm just glad he made it through the fantasy season. I thank you, Raheem. Thank you very much. <laughs> you made me money. And, you know, uh, and he made a very easy decision for me in week 17 because I had, like, really good running backs, and I said, I'm sitting him. And then I think he was ruled out anyway, right? Then he said... Was it 17 he sat and 18? Yeah. I think he sat two weeks, right? Yeah. But that was the biggest knock. You know, a 31-year-old running back, would he make it through the season? He wasn't 100% the playoffs either. But does anyone really believe, even if they were all 100%, well, maybe the defense is really – I mean, they got destroyed, bro. Chubb, Jalen Phillips, Van Ginkle. Yeah. I mean, it was just really bad. I, so. I, I put it like this. I think they would have had a better – if they were healthy, they probably could have won the game in Miami. Yeah. No, I agree yeah. because – I think what happened, and now people looking at the Chiefs like, oh, my God, I still wasn't that impressed with the Chiefs, man. I'm just not like. Gotta be careful with Kansas City because they, they, I know they're, they're not going to be able to score this weekend. I, I, well, the Bills have a lot of injuries on defense, too. But I will just say this. I am not sold that the Chiefs offense is back uh, just because they went up against a really banged-up unit. They were at home in favorable conditions for them. They're used to it. Uh, they settled for a lot of field goals. They could have made it worse. The thing is, though, you take Rice or Kelsey. I was going to say, if you take Rice away, they're yeah, going to struggle. Not shit. Yeah, they're oh, going to yeah. struggle. There's, there's no way. Like those are the two guys. Rice had 12 targets. I don't even Kelsey think it's Kelsey no more. Kelsey would get the but yeah. Kelsey would get the targets. But and, and listen, Kelsey is their go-to guy. They gotta have it plays. But Buffalo has played them enough to where they're mm-hmm. not going to get beat by Travis Kelsey. So I know we'll get into the game. So I, I immediately bet Kansas City minus two and a half that night. Kansas or City? Or the next night. Yeah, I'm not. Buffalo minus okay. two and a half. yeah. And now I see it. It's three and a half now, right? Oh. I haven't checked today. Let me see. I, uh, last, I, I saw it hit three. I, I, didn't say, I didn't see it go to three I and a half. I saw it three and a Some wow. three and a half yesterday. We're recording on Thursday. It is. Oh, wow. It's two back to two and a half. Really? That's okay. interesting. That's yeah, interesting. I see two and a half on Bet365, DK, FanDuel, BetMGM, and Caesars. Bet Rivers minus three. Wow. Okay. All I right. mean, I think a lot of people are going to be like, oh, Kansas City, Mahomes is a dog. And again, I do think this is obviously clearly the best game of the weekend. No doubt. I'm looking forward to it. I'm rooting for the Bills. I don't have any hatred for the Chiefs, but I kind of want to see this Buffalo team get to a Super Bowl, or, you know, take that next step. I, I like to t- uh, – yeah, and Kansas City has won. 
this game is it, it really is tough. Like I am worried about the Bills injuries on defense, but I just I'm not sold that Kansas City's offense has figured this out. That's the thing. Their defense is really good. Uh, There's the best defense they've had. I'm just not. Yeah, sold. their defense is really good. See, and I'm that, not and sold on the offense though. See, that's the thing. This game is Kansas City's defense versus Buffalo's offense. Yeah. And that is tough right there. I think yeah, I would Diggs give the home team up. the slight Diggs, advantage. Yeah, and Diggs is going to get taken up by Snead. I mean, Diggs has sucked anyway for a while now. Um, I don't know if it's – I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a rift with Allen. Is it he's lost something? I don't know what it is. He hasn't had 100 yards since October 15th. Uh, now, he does have seven receptions each of the last two games, but just seven for 52 last week. Seven for 87 against the Dolphins. Uh, so, but he, if you do take him out, I mean, I, lo- I like Khalil Shakir a lot. Uh, I, <laughs> I lost on his yardage prop, bro. That was brutal. It was over 34 and a half. And he think he finished with 31. He had that great uh, touchdown where he was breaking tackles. So that was tough. But he's really come on. Um, I haven't, is Gabe Davis going to play? I haven't seen his status yet. I mean, I know it's early in the week. Uh, Davis did not practice Wednesday. No practice Thursday. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So that um, that does hurt. I know he's inconsistent, but he's a deep threat. So um, Shakir's going to be big, and Kincaid's going to be big for them. And uh, he played very well, and Knox yep. had the touchdown. So And, and Josh Allen's going to run. Yeah, and Josh, the thing, hopefully Josh Allen don't turn the football over. That's going to be critical in this game as well. Because if Josh Allen don't turn the ball over, I think Buffalo can pull it out. Josh Allen gives them too much. I think Kansas City could have just enough. But um, this is going to be a tough spot for KC going on the road in this game right here. Um, First road playoff game in the career of Patrick Mahomes. That yep. is just so unbelievable. Crazy to think. You know what I'm saying? It's unbelievable that that and all he's played in so many playoff games, and this is his first time going on the road outside of being the Super Bowl. Um, in the NFC, we talked briefly. You know, 49ers should be able to take care of him. Uh, Detroit and um, in Tampa. Detroit should win this game fairly easy, but, man, Tampa kind of – I wouldn't sleep on Tampa, put it like that. Well, I agree for a couple of reasons. Number one, Tampa blitzes a lot. Goff is not as good against the blitz. Also, Detroit tends to play these close games. So I was on the Rams last week, plus three. That obviously worked Cash. out. Yeah. I think they, I think they could have won that game. Um, they really – stalled in the red zone. Detroit had three points in the second half. Uh, so they scored on their first three drives, and then they kind of fizzled out. I think a lot of people are going to look at Tampa and be like, oh, they're not a good team. They won a bad division. Yeah, they got fortunate playing Philly, which is all true, but the game's indoors. Uh, Detroit's really bad in the secondary. Baker was taking shots downfield. So I think Tampa has been pretty smart this year where they're not going to come out running the ball. They know Detroit's really good against the run. Their running game's not good. Usually Rashad White gets the 20 carries when they're up big. I don't think they're going to be up big in this game. They're dogs, but I think they might be able to keep this game close. I do think Detroit wins. I think it just sets up perfectly for Detroit. They get that second home game. Uh, They got that playoff win last week, which was huge for them. Uh, But my biggest concern is Goff against the Blitz. That's my biggest concern here. But I think Tampa might be able to keep this close. Yeah, I I think they can keep it close. And I I agree with you on that, especially the way uh, Aaron Glenn has had that defense rolling uh, recently. I think Baker – listen, Detroit – I mean, Tampa has been fantastic on the road. 
And I think Baker, if Baker can go in there and not turn the ball over, I think he can make some plays to keep it close. Remember, this team gets to play loose and easy. You know what I'm saying? So, and that, as we've seen with the Green Bay Packers, that's an advantage. You know what I'm saying? To get to go in there to a situation where you can just play free, you don't have that pressure. Unlike Dallas, Detroit wants to come to the pressure because they've kind of built a culture culture in there with Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn. Um, now, speaking of pressure, outside of the Cowboys coming into this playoffs, Ronis, Baltimore has a lot of pressure. And not because of it being the Baltimore Ravens, it's because of Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson needs a playoff win. If Lamar, If the Texans go into Baltimore and beat them, you're going to start to hear people talk about Lamar can't get it done in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, there's already some talk of that for sure. Uh, so, yeah, this is a big game for them. There's no pressure on the Texans. I mean, this team is overachieved. No one expected them to be in this spot. C.J. Stroud has had a phenomenal rookie season. D'Amico Ryans has done a good job. Uh, they got a big win last week at home where they were underdogs. They've had injuries. Noah Brown's out. Nico Collins has been the man. Uh, but this is a tough spot for them on the road. I mean, Baltimore, they've essentially haven't played, though, for three weeks. You know, they sat their starters They in week 18 against the Steelers. They had to buy last week. So uh, this it, it, the pressure is on them. They're big favorites here, nine, nine and a half at home. They're expected to win. Uh, so, yeah, there is pressure. Lamar's got to get it done because there are critics of him. Well, you know, let's see him do it in the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, Baltimore's got to win this game. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, let's get some picks in here before we get out of here. I think in the AFC, I think we set up for what should be a, a pretty good AFC championship game between the Baltimore Ravens and the Buffalo Bills in the NFC. <laughs> the Detroit Lions are going to the NFC championship game and not the Dallas Cowboys. That is truly fan amazing to say that. But San Francisco and Detroit, and then Baltimore and uh, Buffalo. Yeah, I have the same picks. Uh, I know people want to see upsets, and people are like starting to get excited for the Texans and Packers. I just don't see it. I don't either. Uh, I would be I would be stunned if either team went. Like people forget, Green Bay's defense is bad. And Dallas, I know you could say, well, you know, they had a big lead. Well, Dallas's offense woke up, but what is the strength of the Packers' defense? They don't have any. How are you? How are they going to slow San Fran down? The only Sam. way they win is they they got to win a shootout. That's the only way they win, because uh, they might be able to put up points on. You know, San historically, Green Bay has played San Francisco fantastic in the playoffs. Yeah, or is it, or is it the other way won. around? Um, I'm, oh no, it was Colin Kaepernick. Remember Colin Kaepernick? No, Colin Kaepernick used to beat up on the Packers. Yeah, that's how it was. It's the reverse. Yeah, Packers beat up on Dallas, especially in Dallas. Like, yeah. They yeah. just uh, own yeah. that stadium. What is it, 9-1, and one, their last 10 or something like that? Yeah. Ridiculous. Heads, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think San Francisco wins the game. I, I think people are forgetting how bad this Packers defense is. Yeah. It's it's just not good, man. Um, they, they can get exposed everywhere. Um, and I don't see how they – they're bad against the run. And that's the other thing about Dallas. Dallas had, didn't have an efficient running game all season long. No. And it came back Wasn't to that, I mean, Well, here's the thing that was so crazy. Wasn't that the reason they're getting rid of Kellen Moore? Oh, we're going to be a run, we're gonna be a run first. They never ran the ball. Well, they, I think they ran it too much in this game early because the strength of the team all year was the passing game, and then they were running a lot, which I 
selfishly, I had a Pollard over 14 and a half carries, and it looked, I was like, damn, he's not going to cash, and he did. They gave him some carries late, because I just, because, you know, I thought the game script, oh, they'll be, they'll be winning, and Pollard get a lot of carries in the second half against this Packers defense that's not good against the run, but um, that was another thing that kind of, again, when you put up all these points against bad teams and you win big, you kind of don't see the inefficient running game. Like, Pollard had a Anyone who played fantasy knows if you drafted them in the first or second round, you were really disappointed. So that was another thing. That's not going to be the case in San Francisco. They are going to have success running the ball. Ferguson gashed his defense. You got Kittle. I just I don't see how San Francisco gets slowed down here. And they might get Armstead back from the defensive line. They'll probably be able to do a better job of getting to Jordan Love. Uh, so, yeah, I, I cannot see San Francisco losing this game. Yeah. No, I, I can't either. It looks like, you know, the 49ers are the cream of the crop. So it's interesting to see how this thing will play out. Uh, before we get out of here right quick, Ronis, um, what do you think of uh, this Pascal Siakam uh, joining the Indiana Pacers? I think it's obviously good for the Pacers, man. You know, they, they could use another player like him. And with Halliburton running the point, uh, it made sense. Obviously, Toronto trying to change things up and, you know, made a – pretty good trade to get quickly and Barrett those guys have played well then they get the draft picks there could be more moves for them I mean is it going to put Indiana in championship contention right now no um obviously you have Milwaukee Boston and Philly you still think the top of the Eastern Conference is still so the Eastern so Boston like you said Boston Milwaukee and Philly you still think Boston Milwaukee and Philly is significantly better than Cleveland New York and Indiana yes and Miami is the and Miami is the fourth best team, as far uh, as could be the as far as when it comes to postseason. It could be the Knicks. Knicks have played very well, obviously. So um, you think the Knicks can beat Miami in the series this year? Yeah, I do. Interesting. Um, I mean, Miami's the thing is you got Spolstra, Butler healthy, you got Bam, Heat Heroes played well, so it's it's tough. You, it's tough to get a, bet against Miami in a big spot, but uh, I do think the Knicks are really good. Cleveland, to me, they won the six in a row in eight of the last ten, and with no Garland and no um, Mobley. Like, how is this team state afloat without the, I, It looked like they were about to unravel and Mitchell might get dealt, but they, they've been winning. Nah, they've come together recently now. They haven't been that great on the road. They've played much better at home this year. Last year, they didn't play that well at home and play good on the road, so they were able to turn that around. The thing I worry about with Cleveland in, in, in the postseason – is you can just you can just out rebound them when they when yeah, they which get is kind of surprising with Jared Allen. He's well, Jared Allen is too little. Well, the guys are those guys are too little. Not when I say too little, it's like they're not tough enough. You know what I'm saying? You can out rebound them. You when, know what the problem is going to be with the Knicks, right? Well, who was that? They they play their starters so many minutes in the regular season. Yeah. That they kind of get worn down in the postseason, and you saw a lot. I mean, Hartenstein has played what forty minutes every game. <laughs> they don't have. And he's been great, but, like, you know, they, they're going to need to make another move. Um, I mean, the East is so top-heavy, though. I mean, ba- Milwaukee obviously has shown some flaws. I don't think they believe in Adrian Griffin. Um, it was in ba- I know they had no Giannis on Wednesday night, but to be down 22-2 to two and get blown out like that, it's just come on, man. Philly is – Embiid is playing – I don't know. Have you been looking at the MVP odds? Embiid was plus 700 a week ago um, because, obviously, he has already missed – uh, was it 10? He can only miss 10 more games because you have to play 
65, right? 65 to be eligible for the postseason awards? I just wrote this. I think it's 65, not 60. 65. So Key was missing games, and his odds dropped. When I checked yesterday, I wrote it up yesterday, I think Jokic was plus 230 and B, plus 250, Shea 270 on DK. That's, I mean, I kind of wish I jumped in at the plus 700. And Bede's going to win it if he's qualified. He has had an insane year. Like, that game the other night against Jokic, that was phenomenal. That was one of the best games I've seen this year, yeah. uh, the Denver-Philly game. That was a, a great game. But Embiid is playing at an insane level right now. He's just looks like he's So when he form. gets going, he's the best player in the league. And I know Jokic is up there too, but when Embiid gets rolling, it's like, man, this guy has it all. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, it's close. I think they're it both is close. great. But right, but Embiid is playing at the MVP level. Like the award is his if he qualifies and is able to stay healthy. And it's no knock on Jokic. And I think the problem giving it to Jokic is like he's just set such a high bar and he already won it those you know two of the last three years that he's got to be. I mean, Embiid's averaging thirty-five point one, eleven point six, six point one assists. Like this dude is just having an insane year, better than last year. Like, he's gotten better, which yeah. is kind of hard to believe, man. No, it, it, it definitely is. Like, they are amazing. Um, they, When they put it together, he's such a, a fantastic player. Uh, if I was to ask you today, in January, who is going to be in the Western Conference Finals? What two teams would you say? I got to pick Denver, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it comes down to... The Clippers or the Thunder for me. I was going to say the Clippers or the Thunder, Dude, and I the would Thunder go with the. I would go with good, the, bro. The Thunder are very I love, good. I love watching them. They are so well coached. They play great team basketball. That's the thing about the Thunder, Ronis. The thing with the Thunder is it's it's a team. You know how some of these NBA teams they let their star players get into it, and the stars got to carry them. The Thunder, it's a team. It's the it's always the team with Oklahoma City. Even though SGA is in the MVP conversation, but, like, he doesn't force it. His mid-range game is so good. He is so smooth. Um, Jalen Williams is underrated. That's a guy's prop I've been playing a lot lately, like his points assist. Uh, Giddy has played well. Uh, he got clear to these charges. But every time I watch a game, the opponents boo him. It's like, uh, okay. Uh, but, I mean, the, the clearance just happened on Wednesday. Uh, this I'm trying to figure out. What does this team need? Because they're obviously very young, and they don't have the experience. But Holmgren has played great, and the rookie of the year is interesting with him and Webinyama. Webinyama keeps sitting back-to-backs. They're limiting his minutes, which is insane, and it's kept me away from his props, but he keeps going over it. He plays 20, 25 minutes, and he crushes. But I'm always scared to play his props because of the minutes limitation. Uh but what do the what does the Thunder need? Do they need like a veteran presence? I was going to say, bench? what would you say for what would you say if the Thunder was to add a guy like Jay Crowder? I think that helps the veteran leadership, um, just to have that because that's kind. Of, I guess what they're lacking is the experience. But like, they're just so well rounded. They're so well coached. They play really hard every night. Um, 
I just they're a joy. Yeah, they're probably. fun to watch. That's the team that I like watching the most right now. Like you know, I'd rather watch them than to watch teams like the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> oh, dude, the Hawks are an embarrassment right now, bro. Like they got blown out. Was it by the Wizards the other day? Because I was on some what? of their props. I was like, son, they, they, they got to blow that thing up. They got to blow. Well, they, the Hawks I mean, up, yeah, Dejounte Murray is a guy you're hearing about being traded, but they definitely do. That's just a, it's just an embarrassment. That yeah. Team. But yeah, the, you're right. Like the Thunder, we're recording on Thursday. I cannot wait for Thunder Jazz. Yeah. The Jazz are another team. They've won they won nine they, of they ten. Play they play hard. Great. Yeah. Uh huh. They play hard. They've put themselves into the. Uh, and the Clippers, the I guess, tournament. the Clippers have been great. And I got to, you know, everyone you gotta, bashed yes. that Harden trade, bashed Harden. Ronis, I but did, you got to give him credit. He's fitting well. I did a short on it. I was like, why would you want this dude on your team? And you know what? Westbrook went to the bench and they took off. And now they look like the contender we thought they would be. Right. And I think there are still going to be a lot of people who are hesitant. Well, are they going to be gonna need health? But I'll tell yeah, you what. Health down the stretch is going to be critical. If for they him. are, though, and Kawhi's played a lot of games this he, year. He, he really 36. has. He's only, yeah. he, there was a, I think it, to start the year, it was like 27 games or something. They said he hadn't played that many games to open the year since 16, 17. I was like, wow. Holy shit. That's when he was yeah, in San Antonio. I like, yeah, bro. I was like, whoa, man. I mean, I knew he's hurt a lot, but I was like, that's amazing. And I think he's missed like, what, three or four games recently, but he's back. Uh, but Harden has done a good job of just not, you know, forcing the issue with shots. Like, there's a lot of games that he takes seven, eight shots from the field. Like, he's content distributing the basketball. So, they've played really well. Um, and they – look, they they have, uh, Paul George is amazing. Leonard's amazing. Uh, they are going to be without Zubac for about a month. But Mason Plumlee just came back. Uh, Tice has played well off the bench. Powell's obviously a great sixth man. So, yeah, I mean, they're the, they're they're for real, man. Um, they've really come together yeah. well. They played some of the best basketball since they acquired. Well, it was rough when they acquired Harden. They started losing games, but as you mentioned, Westbrook going to the bench. Um, yeah, this team this team's really good, man. So the West is going to be fun. Um, yeah, definitely. You prob you probably take the Clippers over the Thunder if they played in a series, though, right? Probably so because of the experience factor of it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I, I listen. But I, man, I, this Thunder team, bro, they have all these picks. If they can somehow get a big free agent in there, um, they're going to be in, they, they're going to be in the mix for a while. They're going to be competitors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, SGA is the real deal, and I think yeah. Paul George made a comment like, "Yeah, you know what? That trade was pretty even. Um, it's definitely worked out well for the Thunder." And uh, yeah, I do love watching them play. Um, any other team out there? Maybe can the Pelicans sneak in? Nah, I, I I worry about the culture with the Pelicans. I think that they can get good. What about the Suns? I mean, I know it's not been good. Well, you listen, you can't really count teams like that out. You know what I'm saying? Once they get healthy, they they have won seven of their last ten. Once they get healthy, they get into the tournament. Can they knock off? Say they come in as the eight seed. Can they knock off the Timberwolves? I think the Timberwolves. Are, I think the Timberwolves are fugazi. I worry about the Timberwolves coaching. Yeah, I I mean I know they play great defense and. But yeah, I'm a little worried about them too. I'm, I don't. I'm not sold on them. Yeah, I'm not sold on them either. And Denver, Denver's still very good, man. Like, they're they're a team that they might have in the regular season. They might have these games where they just don't play well. But you know, you give me a seven game series with with them. They've been there. I have confidence that uh, they can get to the finals. Yeah, so interesting stuff. All right, so um, we'll be back next week. Uh, talk some more. Get ready for the uh, championship week in the NFL. And 
and then all the good stuff that comes along with the Super Bowl. Keep updating what's going on in the NBA for my man Adam Ronis, Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. Fantasy Foles, we out.